What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Super excited. We have a very special guest joining us all the way from Hawaii. Please welcome Lane Kawaoka. He is the owner of 4,500 Rental Units, podcast host of simplepassivecashflow.com. Lane, did I, did I say your last name correctly? You got it right. Aloha, everybody. Oh, yes. Aloha. Welcome, Lane. Thank you for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yes, I quit my engineering job uh, a few years ago by investing in real estate and uh, just a little bit more background. Um, So I I went to school. I followed this linear path of becoming an engineer because for some strange reason, I was good at math and science. So that was the path I was thrusted upon. like a good little boy, I was told to go to school, study hard, work hard, and invest in this 401k thing, which we'll talk about later. But I bought a house to live in. Because I was never home, because I was working on the road all the time, I decided to rent it out. And that was where I realized of this thing called passive cash flow. Hmm. That was kind of the start of everything. Uh, today, over 4,500 rental units that we manage that's a lot of rental properties. So now I've I've been a landlord. I've had many rent rental properties as well, and that's a lot to manage. So do you have a team of people? Like I see that you have like a tribe behind you. Are is that your team? These are a lot of my investors. So what we do today is we syndicate apartment buildings. So we we don't buy them at one day, two days at a time. We buy them in a hundred, three hundred unit clumps, and um, you know it get it kind of gets easier the bigger you get because we're able to work with more professional, more robust commercial property managers as opposed to the rental property, uh, residential side of rental property managers. Um, So we're able to kind of build systems and scales and hire staff and kind of run this more as as an institutional group than a mom and pop investor. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone's got to kind of get on the path, right? Buying a rental and get going. And that's the hardest part, I think. Where we're at, it's it's kind of in cruise control, but getting started is the hardest part. For sure. And especially, you know, to be disciplined and diligent about saving your money or, I mean, at least having a good enough credit score that you would qualify for a rental property because they consider that more of an investment property. If you have your house and then you start investing into rentals, it's an investment property and you have to come up. I mean, from what I understand from the past, you have to have a, a larger down payment unless you have an investor like you do to, to get started with something like that. You're right. Right. I mean, you know, you're, we're getting typical 20% down payments. Um, you know, this is real estate investing. So this is not for the broke folks out there <laughs> need money to invest, go figure. Right. Um, but that's, that's why I think a lot of people like this stuff because it is relatively low risk and it is a great way to pay less taxes and by making a cash flow stream. Yeah. Um, so we work with a lot of, you know, People with good jobs, you know, pretty good, decent with their money, yeah. who can save money and put to good investments like cash flowing rentals. Very cool. You know, so you're the second engineer that I've taught, or like a former engineer that I've talked to that has gone more of an entrepreneurial route. And I find it very interesting because you, you guys are, are taught or are, are more logical and so it's almost like, um, I think what you do is a little bit more safer than what the last engineer I talked to, but you, you're, it's, it's almost like a, a more of a risk for, for, for engineers. Cause I feel like you are, yeah, you just is a little bit more logical, like than, than to be, you know what I'm trying to say? 
the last the last gentleman I talked to, he was like, wow, you're the first person that actually pointed that out because he's a total entrepreneur now and he loves it. And I'm like, it's such a, it's such a, like a, a major shift in what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't really consider myself to be a raging entrepreneur. I mean, for most of my time, I was doing this alongside my day job. Oh. A lot of it, wow, at my day job. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been doing, but you know, that's what a passive real estate portfolio is, right? We're not house flippers. We're not wholesalers. A lot of those real estate activities that you see on TV are for folks with lower net worth, don't have good jobs, right? But what do you, we kind of cater toward people with working professional salaries. Their primary um, highest and best use is to go to their day job, right? A lot of doctors, lawyers, engineers, dentists. How do you... You make money, you make good money there, you save it, but how do you invest it passively in to get the best of both worlds? Um, That's what we kind of focus on. And it kind of comes down to cash flow, right? You don't buy properties just for appreciation. If it happens, it's nice. But we focus on properties that are 1% rental value ratio or higher. So then a month to month basis, it makes money every month, just in case there's a recession or some hiccup in the economy. Sure, sure. So now with everything that's happened with COVID and all, you know, the the percentage of people that are, that are to lose their homes, I mean, luckily, I think a lot of people are being able to hold on to them because of some of the forgiveness that's happened with the CARES Act. But how does that, what is that, how does that affect what you do? And I mean, does that make things better for you in terms of finding more properties or, I mean, or am I thinking more onesie twosie? Yeah, I mean, for us, in the, you know, we do apartments, right? So, you know, yeah. the commercial world is very different from the residential world. Um, a lot less emotion baked into it. But, I mean, in terms of collections, collecting the rents from tenants, normally we're, we collect about 97% of the rents. And through the worst of COVID, maybe it dipped into the mid-90s. Some property even outperformed during COVID. But, you know, a lot of times we're still making money if we can stay above 60% collections. Sure, sure, sure. So it kind of shows the robustness of the asset class and why we like it. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things that I think you see a lot of fake news out there, maybe it's real that they're saying, well, nobody's paying rent out there, right? Well, we don't buy properties in blue states. Um, not the same thing politically, but when we're the landlords, we want to be in a place where there's good landlord laws as opposed to, you know, it takes you 12 months to get somebody like in California or Boston. It's right. crazy. Um, but yeah, we're typically investing in growing economies with growing populations, like such as Arizona, Texas, okay. Alabama, Florida, places like that. So you're all over the place then. You're, you're, you've got properties all over. Yeah, live where you want, but invest where the numbers make sense. But for a lot of folks, that, so a lot of my investors are in Seattle, California, New York. It's not going to work. You're not going to find that one percent rent to value ratio to be able to cash flow. So okay. you kind of parlay your high salary in those areas, and you roll it into other markets. You play the arbitrage game, like supply and demand, like that that basic rule. You know, if you're if you're gonna you're gonna invest in something, go to where the supply is is good or or growing, and you're gonna have the demand as well. Right, and I, and I think part of that. I think you're exactly right. Like in places like California, Seattle, Hawaii, you just have a lot of dumb money that buys money. properties to live in, which pushes the pricing up. <laughs> and yeah, they're desirable places to live. Yeah. But it put, at what point does it push it up so high where it doesn't, it kind of skews your numbers so you don't bring in enough rents to justify the purchase price. 
Yeah. So we'll focus in a lot of places like secondary and tertiary markets, not the sexy places to live, like Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Little Rock, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Alabama, places like that is where the numbers actually make sense. Well, I've been to a lot of those places, so I know what you're talking about. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boring places, right? That's yeah. what I like. <laughs> Very boring. Yeah, like you said, not sexy at all. <laughs> Very cool. So you're just a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge um, when it comes to real estate. Um, and so wait, how long have you been, how long have you been building your portfolio and, and working with investors and, and creating, um, well, becoming an owner of over, over 4,500 units? Yeah, I mean, it's a, initially it was slow, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't have too much money out of college, but I had a pretty decent paying job and I was really good at saving my money. So bought my first rental in 2009, over 10 years ago. Around 2015, I had 11 rentals. So, I mean, it took me a really long time just to get to 10, 11 rentals. Um, but then at that point, I kind of hit a pivot point. I started to get around other accredited high net worth investors. And I started to realize you know, some of these wealth building tactics that the wealthy use, such as, you know, they, they go into these private placements and syndications. They don't really buy rental after a certain point once they become accredited and then you know this is what also unlocked all these other kind of wealth building tactics that we kind of talked about like you know, they don't use their retirement accounts their 401ks they get out of retail investments like mutual funds they um, use whole life insurance and use this this thing called infinite banking to bank from themselves um, the truth is a lot of these are very simple strategies but it's very counterintuitive to what's you know, Workers are telling you, or especially what your parents taught you. Yeah. Wow. You're talking about some stuff that kind of like, whew. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, but it kind of like goes over my head. So, you do you like do classes for people, like offer any type of like trainings or like um, workshop to help people know some of these these tricks and tips that you're talking about? Yeah. So, I, I've kind of put it in my podcast. I started my podcast back in 2016 where I was, when I was buying rental properties back then. So in the beginning, it's the, a lot of the topics are just buying a rental property, right? Especially a remote one where may, you may be never seen, you may never visit. How do you set that all up? But as I became more of an accredited investor these past few years, the topic material has changed, right? To be a lot of these other wealth building strategies. And as the, pod, and the podcast is called Simple Passive Cashflow for a reason. It is very simple, right? There's all these other strategies out there for people who don't have money, don't have good paying jobs. But for high net worth, for working professionals, it's very simple, the things to do. The tricky thing is what orders do you implement them in, right? But generally, I think this is what really burns me up is like, there's a lot of hardworking professionals out there that have been really misled, right? Invest in the 401k, invest in all these like investments, these retail investments where just Wall Street is robbing you blind with all these fees. And it, it it's ultimately the working middle class that are paying their more than their fair share of taxes. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it ultimately what robs them from their retirement. I mean, if you invest the right way and you do things the tax advantage way, which is very counterintuitive to what your CPAs know, I mean, you can retire easily in less than a decade. 
Danny here with Label Free Podcast. I don't know if you've heard about this new, innovative, creative, convenient, diverse product called All Things Clean. So let me give you a quick demo. And I'm gonna actually have my mom come in here with me. Mom, can you come here? Did you see how this is stuck to your wall effortlessly? That is awesome. I am so excited. I am just looking at this. Go ahead, put that up. Let me see how that works. This is the one board they have. So they have a whiteboard as well. And so here, you unroll it, and then you put it on the wall. Mom, you want to help me with this? Sure. And so all you do is put it on the wall. There you go. And now you can do whatever you want with the markers. So, Mom, what do you think this would be good for? First of all, with work, the endless possibilities. Think about it. If you're at a trade show and you don't want to bring a lot of stuff with, you can put this up there. You can write some stuff on there. You know, when you're at work, you have these impromptu meetings. Grab this, slap it up on the wall, do some brainstorming, fix it. We have some birthdays it. coming up in our family. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. I think it's Louie. So happy, happy birthday. Think about it. You would go around the whole room and people can come in and everybody can sign it. I'm really excited. I, I, I I've been using this. I know. I'm, I'm very excited too. Deanna, I want to see how easily this peels off. Let's just make sure. They say easy on, easy off. Holy cow, look at that. You guys, how do you not see how great this product is? For at home, at the office, presentation, wherever. I have a special, exclusive discount for you. They're giving me 15% off with free shipping and free markers the code LABEL15 at cleaners.com. That's right, 15% off, free shipping, free markers at cleaners.com. And the possibilities are endless. So you talk about all these different tips and tricks on your podcast. How often do you release a new episode or where can people find that? Um, give us a little bit more information about that. Yeah, so I do a podcast every week. Um, and we don't need to do one every other day with busy people. And there's not really that, not that many uh, topics, right? Sure. Like I said, it's very simple. But they can go to my website, simplepassivecashflow.com. We have a lot of free guides there. Um, we also have a closed group investor group, and I run a mastermind of accredited investors where, you know, it's a pay-to-play program, but a lot of stuff on the website and the podcasts are free. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out because I, I'm interested in it. Or I, I also know some people I'm going to send your way because I think that would be, um, it would be beneficial for them to, um, to learn a little bit more. So I'm going to pick a couple of your topics to ask you, be, just to kind of throw you on the spot a little bit. That I'm super impressed. You've got a, you got a lot going on, and I wish I was a little bit smarter with my money, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm a typical girl. I like I'm very I like to spoil myself, pamper myself, all that good stuff. Passive. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but what are turnkey rentals? So under passive investing for working for professionals, what are turnkey rentals? Yeah, so turnkey rentals is um, a term for a rehabber will go out, pick up a property that might be beat up, dilapidated. They might put um, some work into it. They'll fix up all the major components, the new kitchen, flooring, appliances, new HVAC, new roof. And sometimes these guys will even put in a tenant in there for you. So it's truly turnkey. As the sure. Implies. You get a property manager and you're off and rolling. It's like a rental property with training wheels. That's when, when I got started, I bought a few of these properties and that's really what kind of got me going, right? Because the hardest thing is just getting started. Sure. 
the hardest one is the first one. So for a lot of people, I mean, that's a great way to get started. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I need to I actually have a guy, a free guide. If they go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash turnkey. Okay. Um, you can kind of see my ultimate guide to buying mental properties remotely um, via the turnkey process there. Awesome. Well, you guys got to check that out if you're interested in get finding a really knowing a little bit more about turnkey rentals. I think it's just very valuable. I, I think real estate is great. I really do. I've always wanted to own property and I did for a while, had some commercial buildings and all that good stuff, but life gets in the way sometimes and it has other plans. <laughs> right, right. And I think that's where like for accredited investors, right, guys with more net worth, that's where the syndications and private placements come in. Because you want to diversify your holding into many different asset classes, different projects, different sponsors. And that's where, you know, going into a deal as a limited partner, LP, we don't have that liability. You don't have any of the debt in your own name. You can have really bad credit scores. As long as you have money, you can be a passive investor. And sure. you invest alongside the general partners and sponsors of the deal that kind of run the deal for you. So you don't do anything. You just invest. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That's another great piece of wisdom right there. Um, you kind of passive cat. We kind of just talked about that, but max 5% net worth investment size rule. What, what is that? Yeah. So, you know, once investors kind of move into the world of syndications and private placements, um, you know, people with a high net worth, they don't want to lose their money. How do you ensure that? Well, you invest for cash flow. But to take that one step further, you want to diversify into many different holdings. Your typical mom and pa investors doing it the wrong way, you know, might own a 16 unit, you know, 45 unit by themselves. But the biggest issue there is they got all their eggs in one basket. Right. Right. So a more robust portfolio is maybe you have a 50 or 100 grand into multiple deals, dozens of deals scattered out there um, where, where you're the limited partner. And, you know, that's kind of like that 5% rule is kind of like, I don't want to have in, in one deal more than 5% of my net worth. Sure. One deal. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. I, I, I've always like, you know, with my late husband, I was always very like adamant about like, we, we got to diversify. <laughs> we can't have everything in one spot. So I totally agree with that because if something happens over here, at least you're covered over here, you know? Right. Um, that's, that can be a very scary thing. So, oh, here, here's, here's no, oh, you talked about 401k and here's something that you want your, um, some key topics that, to ask strategically withdrawing rest, rescuing your 401k to start investing in cash flowing uh, assets. Yeah. So, so we'll kind of break this down. So one of the big, uh, alternative ideas that we follow is we're not big fans of these retirement accounts, 401ks, TSPs, things like that. Why? Well, there's four big reasons why not. First reason is like we want to pay our taxes today because we're making less money today. We're in a lower tax bracket today. When I grow up and are older, I'm probably going to be in more baller status in the future and I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket. So you pay, you're going to pay your taxes at some point. The thing is, pay your taxes today while your taxes are lower, right? Secondly, look where this country is going. How else are we going to pay for all the stimulus money, the tech, all these government entitlement programs, but taxes have to go up in the future, right? So pay your taxes today, get it out today. 
Number three, I don't want to wait till I'm like 60, 70 years old to get my money. Like I said, most people doing this stuff can be retired in five to 10 years. You're going to want to play around with that money a lot sooner. Yeah. And then the last one is kind of applies to more syndication investors, accredited investors, especially. Right. The reason why we go into these larger assets is that we can do what's called a cost segregation. And it's a little complicated if you've never heard about this before. But basically, one of the reasons we do real estate is we can have this huge negative drag on the asset that we can bring over to our personal tax returns. I don't pay any taxes, right? Because yeah. my real estate has more paper losses, phantom losses that I can use to offset my, my income and my other passive income. So you don't have this lever when you're investing within a retirement fund. And this is what the government wants, right? They want to have your money locked up in this retirement account that they can tax it and anything they feel like in the future, right? There's all these baby boomers have all their money in these retirement funds and they're, the government's got them by the balls, <laughs> right? They can tax them at whatever they want yeah. in the future. Right. And again, this is just an example of like we're all kind of just blindly led into these programs. So I want my money out of these tax, these tax advantage programs, and I want it cash. So I want to invest cash so I can get the passive activity losses today. So I have control to pull levers on my taxes today. Wow. Um, You're a wealth of knowledge. Holy cow. I, I got some people I want to connect you with. I'm going to actually write that down. Um, yeah. But once you learn the system, it's very simple. I mean, people want to go read my tax guide, can go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax, read all about it. It is very simple at the end of the day, but it's very counterintuitive. And everything out there, all this financial dogma is, is trying to get you into these Wall Street products, which makes Wall Street executives and what makes Wall Street go, right? It, it's kind of like going and buying the same pair of Nikes at Newman Marcus or how, whatever. How we've been programmed in that box to live, what we're supposed to do, get your 401k, buy the house of the white picket fence, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. But like, think about it like this, like, and I, I discovered, this is my epiphany. Once I bought my first rental and, you know, I'm making like 20, 30% returns on my money every year, just with a dinky rental property. And I'm like in my early 20s and I'm like, well, what, what was my money in my 401k that everybody told me to do only make it eight to 10%? Yeah. Like WTF, like where did my money go? Like I'm making 20, 30% here compared eight to 10. Where did the Delta go? Oh, okay, it goes to these guys up in the big ivory towers, right? And if you don't believe me that the 20 to 30%, I have a little whiteboard video where I kind of walk you through how you're making money with cash flow appreciation, tax benefits, and mortgage pay down and equity growth. Um, you can go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash returns. But, you know, I mean, this is like the Wizard of Oz, right? Like, pay no attention to all the stuff I'm telling you. Just keep working at your day job for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Right? Because if you did, you bought a few rentals, you got your past the financial freedom. You've, a lot of people wouldn't, I mean, who would get our coffee? Who would go to our bridges? Who would push papers all day long? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know many people who would. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, before we start wrapping things up here, Elaine, I, I mean, you've give, dropped a lot of knowledge just like all over the place. Um, are there any last words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to, to leave with the audience? Yeah. Only take advanced financial advice from people who are financially free. 
these people are likely not going to be your financial planners because they just get rich when you sell, you buy their feed laden commission products. It's not going to be your parents. Wasn't my parents. Certainly going to be the guys at work, right? Because they're just kind of products of the system, right? And I didn't have this initially. And this is kind of where it took me so long to get to where I'm at today in terms of network, right? You got to find people who figured this thing out that hacked the system and are kind of living very differently and invest do things very differently. But I'll tell you, it's very simple what the wealthy do. It's just, it's hard to kind of figure that out. And there's so much noise surrounding you to get there. Yeah. Wow. Like here, just blowing my mind all over the place, but I, 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 I totally agree with you. And wow. Awesome. Lane, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, I will have to have you back and, and you're gonna have to drop some more knowledge. Cause I think what you, you just offered so much valuable information. Um, I will leave all the links for how you can reach Lane, like follow him, get all his, his cheat sheets and all that good stuff in the description of the episode. This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free and hopefully financially free as well <laughs> after listening to Lane. Um, don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, comment, share and all that good stuff. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.